Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel, and we are into week two of our Decluttering and Organising 101 series. Going back to basics, it's uh, been quite a few years of the podcast, over 4 million downloads. And so I really wanted to come back. We've been doing so many topics over the last year about mindset and how we think about clutter and um, economics and lots of different psychology things. And I was like, do you know what? I want to bring it back to basics and really give this to you as an eight-week series that you can come back to over and over again. It's a really clear place that when you want to declutter a specific area, you can really easily just pop this episode on and declutter away. So today we're talking about pantry organizing, one of the most satisfying areas to declutter in the house because it's an area that if your house is anything like mine, people go to it like 50 times a day. And sometimes they're just standing there hoping that food will appear that wasn't there three minutes ago. Um, And, you know, we use it every time we have breakfast and lunch and snacks and dinner and after dinner snacks. And there's so much in our pantries. They work really hard and similar to the episode last week about kitchen is you want your pantry to be functional. You don't need to have the prettiest pantry on the block. I'm I'm sorry if you love it, you can do it, but you don't need to. You don't need to have labels that are $1 each. You don't need to have containers that are, you know, $45 per container. You totally can and it will look beautiful. However, not everybody has the budget for that. And so I want to talk about some ways that you can keep your pantry organized. You can declutter, but you can use the space well. So I've got a declutter checklist for you this week. So if you have a look in the show notes, you'll be able to download that. So Pantry Decluttering 101, and it goes through all of the different types of things that you would have in the pantry so you can go through and declutter along. And then I've got the downloadable, which is pantry organizing. Um, And that's what I want to talk a lot about today is the organizing side of it. Um, And the decluttering will come in as we go. I don't have 
a very big pantry. So I've got like a little skinny cupboard um, that fits maybe a loaf of bread and a pack of rolls alongside each other. So that's about all that each shelf holds. And I think there's maybe six shelves, super, super small. So what we've done in our house is because there's, you know, you can't really build a pantry into a kitchen if there's not already one, generally speaking, without a big kitchen reno, is the upper shelves above the um, sink, we've used those for our pantry. And so what we use is um, I use, actually use like uh, Tupperware, like the actual brand of Tupperware. The main reason for that is because I bought it before I had kids and when I had disposable income and they just last forever and so I'm still using them now. There are plenty of different options on the market that aren't going to put you back quite that much financially. Um, Kmart, Ikea, Big W, anywhere that you go, kind of any store has them. The key, the absolute key to pantry organisation is consistency in your containers. It may seem like something that's not that important or maybe it just I'm saying it because I want it to look pretty, but I promise you I'm not. It makes everything easier, simpler, neater, tidier. You use better space. It's so much more functional. So you want to use containers. So I have four characters. If a container can have a character, which it is now, four characteristics of the best types of containers, I think, for pantry organisation. So first of all, you want them to be uniform. You want to have the same type. It doesn't mean they all have to be the same size, but you want to have the same type. So if you're going with glass containers with a bamboo lid, you want them all to be the same brand. You want them to be uniform. If you're going with plastic containers with plastic lids, same brand and uniform. You can buy them in different sizes, but you want the same brand. You want them to be clear. You want to be able to see what's inside people. I don't understand the pantry containers that are not clear because it just takes much longer to do everything and you can't see how much is in there. That's probably the most annoying bit about it. Like I can put a label on the front so I know, yes, that's icing sugar. But if I don't know whether I've got a full icing sugar or I've just got like a tablespoon left and I go and bake a cake, I'm going to be pretty annoyed when I'm like, oh, yes, I have a container that says icing sugar, but there's no icing sugar in it. Another characteristic is it needs to be modular. So what modular means is that it needs to be able to stack no matter the size. So I'm using a lot of my hands, even though you guys can't see it. But if you've, say, got a container, and Tupperware is actually really good at this. So you might have a container that is for your pasta and it's a square. And you can have two smaller rectangles that sit in on top of the lid and then you could put a square on top. So if you think of modular like how you would build something, so they've got same dimensions um, and so you can stack and it's just easy. Also, if they're empty, you can also stack them in your um, kitchen until you do need to use them. So modular is actually more important than you would think. And what modular means too is, and so let me give you the fourth uh, characteristics and that is stackable. So it's one thing to have things modular, but if they don't stack because the lids are a little bit of a funny shape or there's a dome on the lid or it's tapered or something like that, oh, it just drives me bananas. So find containers that are uniform, clear, modular and stackable. That is what is going to change the way that your pantry is organized in terms of your raw and loose ingredients. So your flowers and rices and pastas and um, your choc chips and your cereals and your snacks and your biscuits and your nuts and your dried fruit, all of those types of things. I recommend as soon as you open a packet, you want to put it in a container and have it labeled. Now for our family, because we don't have 
a whole lot of like additional pantry space. I just decant it as soon as we get it home from the shops. Um, And so we just put it in on top. If you're someone who really cares about having the fresh stuff on the top and not on the bottom, so it's always like the gets older and older and older on the bottom where the new stuff comes on top. All I would suggest is just get out a bowl, tip the stuff in, put the new packet in and then tip the old stuff back on top. It's really quite simple if you do it that way. So you want to have these containers also that seal well. Or I'm adding in a fifth um, characteristic. They, they're sealable because that's really important to keep your food fresh. It keeps your pantry clean because you're not then having spills and every time something moves, a little bit of puff of air will come out of the flour and it goes everywhere. But really, really importantly, and as a professional organiser, I can't say this enough, it reduces pest infestations. You may still have pests, but if they're not being fed, they're going to go elsewhere, right? So if you have uh, choc chips for baking and you just keep them in the packet in the pantry and a mouse comes in, it is going to eat through the packet and get to your choc chips. Where, as if they're in a container which is uniform, clear, modular, stackable and sealable, then the mouse is going to go, oh, look, there's choc chips. Oh, no, I can't get to them. I better go somewhere else. (laughs) And so sealed containers is really important. Now, I might hear you asking, okay, well, what do we do with the stuff, Amy, that I don't want to decant? So I have like Gravox, I'm making gravy or I've got stock cubes. I'm not going to go to the packet and empty all the stock cubes into a container. Now, you could. And I have worked with clients who literally decant every single thing except for jars and tins. And I have worked with a client or seen a client. I didn't actually work with them because um, they reached out and they didn't actually need my help. But they would put tins in containers with lids modular stackable clear blah 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 and so it really did look picture perfect over the top possibly but each to their own so for items that you don't want to decant I would say use open or closed like with or without a lid storage containers that are larger and can contain a whole category for example I have a category in our um in ours that is I'm trying to think what it's called I think it's called flavoring (laughs) and it has stocks it has herbs it has spices I think that's what's got in it yeah oh and gravy I think so for us that's like the flavoring things and so we know what goes in that category and when we need something we know where to go for it rather than having each of those individual items which have different shapes and sizes and might fall over and slide to the back of the cupboard If you've got a storage container and you can put all those things in, that's awesome. And if you need the space, just get a storage container with a lid so you can stack them like you would for your containers for your raw and loose ingredients. And so you might have one container of pasta sitting next to a container of food colouring and patty pans. Or you might have one that's got um, birthday candles and matches next to one that's got your herbs and spices or next to one that's got your um, crackers in it. So you can kind of, you know, use containers as you like. We use two different types of containers in our pantry. We use one container for raw and loose ingredients. So that's our classic Tupperware. I think they're called Modular Mates um, from memory. And so that's where all of the raw ingredients that go. And then in that skinny pantry that I described, where like bread and Vegemite and um, Panadol and all of that stuff goes, we've got open storage. So the bread just goes into a container so it's not, like leaving crumbs and you can just grab the container out when you need bread and we've got those in there as separate containers so it looks nice because they're the same they're not fancy they're just from Kmart but they really really do the job 
Now, something I'm passionate about, and not everybody is, is about labeling your food containers. So I'm a huge fan of labeling the raw loose containers. So like my modular mates, where you're keeping your ingredients. I just think that that's efficient and smart because then you're not looking at it going, oh, is that self-raising flour or plain flour? And the amount of clients that I work with that don't have labels and say, oh, no, 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 I don't need labels. But then tell me every time they cook, they have to like, put their finger in and taste what their, whether it's sugar or salt or icing sugar or like, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of gross. You would be much better having a label. So I say label every food container, everything you decant, label. And then anything that you categorize, label. So for our Vegemite and honey and peanut butter, we have one that just says condiments. And so it's a container, it says condiments, and we just know what's in there. And it also means that if you've got friends coming over, you've got people in the kitchen and they're looking for something and they say, oh, where's your Vegemite? Say, oh, in the pantry, it's labeled condiments. So, so easy. And it's easy for your kids to find. Um, and I, I just find it really helpful for when I'm writing a shopping list as well, because I can just like scan and see what I need. So label, label, label. Uh, you can use masking tape and a Sharpie. You can use like a label maker, which is what I use, or you can get like fancy labels printed if you want to, or you can probably even buy a machine and do them yourself. Um, I'm really not a fan of the labels that you buy from like that's a sheet label where it's got like all the things pre-written because nobody knows what you're going to have. And then you're getting labels that you're not going to use and you don't have the labels that you do want to use or you have 16 different types of nuts, but it only has like, it just has the word nut three times. So I'm all for customizable, even if it's masking tape and a Sharpie. All right. In your pantry, a hack is to only purchase in bulk if you cook in bulk. Now, I know that it might save you money. However, the space in your pantry is also really valuable. And so if you're buying in bulk and then having to store in bulk, you're having to have larger containers, which cost you more money. It's going to go off quicker. And so don't go buying heaps and heaps of something if realistically you use it twice a year. You're actually going to save more money by buying just what you need, maybe paying a few cents per kilo more and then buying it again when you need it in six months and not have it sitting around going off in your pantry. So what do you do if you do buy multiples of items? So let's say I've got a a box of crackers on the go and I know that my kids go through crackers really, really fast and so I've bought an extra five boxes. Where do I put those? Because in my house, there is no room in the pantry. You cannot just put boxes of crackers anywhere because the containers I have use the space that I have and there's no excess. So we have – there's a funny little – like I'm imagining it used to be for wine or something. There's these little cubes – on the side of my bench, which you could like chuck maybe four wine bottles in if you picture the size. And so we use that for any of our overflow. Buy extra biscuits, they get put in there. Um, Extra muesli bars that don't fit in the muesli bar container go in there. And so we find that when we're working with clients as professional organisers that people will often just have those excesses randomly in the pantry or maybe they're trying to shove it behind the container And it can make it really messy and really hard to see what you've got and keep it organized. My recommendation is is to keep your spare grocery items in one space together. And then you can kind of go there when you run out of something and you check there before you go shopping. So then you're only buying extras that you have the space to store immediately. So even though I know that over the next two weeks, my kids say would eat 12 boxes of crackers, if I only have space for six, only by six, because otherwise it's just going to be 
what, like sitting around and getting annoying and in the way. And so just buy what you have the space to store. And if you have this spare grocery item place, it does give you the freedom to buy a two for one and know that you've got somewhere to put it. Um, we do for a lot of clients is we'll just have like quite big tubs that sit at the bottom of the pantry that you can kind of if on wheels even better wheel in and out and you can just put your spare groceries in there and so they're all in there and when you run out of something you open that up see if you've got it and then if you don't you know you need to buy it next time and a a tip for you, you if you've got deep pantry shelves I don't know what happened in the 80s and probably any time before that but at some point someone decided that pantries were better if they were like a meter deep and just public service announcement, it's not. About 30 centimetres is about as deep as you want to have a pantry because otherwise things get lost at the back. And so clients are forever saying to me, oh, basically from waist down, we don't use half of the shelving at the back. I don't even know what's in there. And we go in and there's like milk powder that's gone off and all that type of thing. And so use these deep pantry shelves, grab some long containers so you're kind of making makeshift drawers and then you can put things in them. You can even put those modular stackable containers in them and when you pull it out, you can even access what's at the back, which I think is pretty cool. And my final tip is to organise your pantry like a supermarket. Have like items together for easy cooking. So you want to have all your pastas together and all your rices together and your breakfast cereals together. It may seem obvious And so if you've got those categories, when you're looking for something and you want to grab a sauce, just pull out that drawer and you've got your sauces or your cans or your jars or your cereals or whatever you need to actually, you know, have this pantry that is organized like a supermarket and you do have those deep pantry shelves, use those drawers. I promise they're going to make life so much easier. And the good thing about having like with like in your pantry is that when you're writing a shopping list, you can like see quite easily what you've got. So yes, you might be cooking pasta and can't find the spiral, but if you can see very clearly that you've got fettuccine, you might just use that and not have to go out and buy more. So make sure you download the um, decluttering checklist and the pantry organising top tips. The link is in the show notes. And until next week, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search The Art of Decluttering Community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.